This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on mission for Jesus. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Salt Company National Podcast. Zach, back here again with Courtney. Courtney, how are we doing today? We are doing great today. I'm super excited about our guest, excited to grill him with some questions. Okay. So we will get we will get into it. Okay, so okay, our guest, we're jumping right back into our series through the speakers at conference. You've heard from Icky and Rob. Well, we got another one today, Dean and Sarah from City Church in Tallahassee. Dean, how are we doing today? Hey, doing great. Just hoping my session isn't the one where you just came for the music. Uh, hopefully not. So that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the big hope. Welcome to the podcast, Dean. I know this is a great honor for you. Welcome. So, Absolutely. You... It's great to be with y'all. Yeah, greatest thing ever. So, Dean, so I, I, I briefly mentioned uh, where you are, what you're doing, but tell, tell the podcast listeners, who are you? Where are you? What, what's your role in your church? Why don't you give a, a quick intro here? Yeah, so I am the pastor of City Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, it's a church we started 16 years ago in my parents' living room, uh, just because their house was bigger than mine at the time. Okay. And we had about 20 or so people. This is before church planting uh, really became a priority for local churches. Uh, it was kind of viewed as rebellious. Uh, it was hard to get people uh, to get excited about it. So we had no sending church. I didn't know what that meant. We had no group that came with us or moved to Tallahassee. We just knew there's there was a need in our city. And we got some friends together and started a church. It really, it, I'm not trying to oversimplify. It really was like that simple kind of story. <laughs> nice. So it's undeniable that we are dependent upon the Lord, that he definitely did the work because we truly had no idea what we were doing. That's awesome. And you guys have, so you're over at Florida State University. For, so first, let me ask, I don't know the update, but are you guys still undefeated in football? Yes. As of right now, when we are talking, there are two games left. Uh, which uh, one is a throwaway game and they play the Florida Gators, which they should mm-hmm. win. And okay. then is the ACC Championship, which is the first week in December. Uh, so all things are pointing towards a playoff berth, but we shall see. Hey, okay. before, before you go any further, you got to know the Michigan State fans. Uh, we're rooting for one of your guys, Keon Coleman. Okay, that receiver. Did you know that he's a transfer? Uh, yeah, and I can't State? believe you guys let him go. Not that you've completed a, pa- not that you've completed a pass since World War II. Oh. But, um, but yeah. I, I still can't believe that happened. Not not, I'm going to choose not to go down that road right now. But anyways, yeah, super excited. <laughs> Keon Coleman, uh, maybe best receiver in, in uh, NCAA right now. Anyways, uh, go Seminoles. That, uh, shout out to Salt okay. Columbus. That would be Marvin Harrison, but carry yeah, on. shows my ignorance of uh, yeah. the best receivers. <laughs> go ahead. So, <laughs> so you're at Florida State. And yeah, right um, yeah, when did college students start coming to your church? Did you guys, when you started the church, did you think like, oh, we should reach the campus? Or what was the plan for that? Did they just show up? Tell us they a little did. bit about college students. Well, I was young. I was only 26 when we started the church. And so our first initial group was a lot of people I had relationships with just through being in Tallahassee. Uh, I did some work with Fellowship Christian Athletes here in town. So out of our 20 people, probably 15 or maybe 14, 15 were college students. So they just walked in the door first. So I, I, we definitely we had a vision for our whole city. It wasn't just for campus, uh, but believe that that the largest mission field in America is the college campus. We were saying that mm-hmm. 16 years ago and truly believed that. So it was a desire to reach the capital city of Florida, but also to have a vibrant college ministry that was going to reach our campuses as well. Uh, so the first group that kind of walked in the door, the first 100 or so, was really heavy college students. And the vision was to be a multi-generational church that cared about campus. And it just took us a little mm-hmm. while to get there because it'd be hard for somebody to give us a kind of the time of day. We'd have a family walk in. You know, here we are, a church plant. We'd be like, oh my word, it's a family. <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> 
and they'd be like, hey, we love the service. We love people are really nice to us. You know, we enjoyed everything. We're just too old. And we're like, no, you're not. You're not too old. Like, come be a part of this and help us reach the campus. And then eventually it just clicked for people that they agreed and, and bought into the vision uh, that the college campus was the greatest mission field in our city. And now we have a church full of all, all ages that love seeing college students come to the Lord and be a part of the local church. So it's been really neat. Yeah, one thing I've loved specifically about your church is I've seen story after story of of students who have graduated from FSU, who've, who've been a part of City Church and who have been willing to go to another city to reach another college campus. And the ways that you guys celebrate that, the ways that you guys encourage that in your context, and you're not content with just reaching more FSU students or reaching more of Tallahassee, but you want to see uh, what God's doing, not just happen in Tallahassee, but further beyond. And so I've really appreciated a dis- from a distance what God's been doing just in your church, but also through uh, your college ministry and through college students, which is awesome. No, I appreciate that. We had me here for four years, you know, sometimes five, sometimes three, if they had a lot of AP classes coming in. Uh, but uh, our goal, so when we have them, you're outside of seeing them reach for Christ and they don't know the Lord yet when we first connect with them, our goal is to create great church members. You know, so when they leave here, they go move somewhere else. And we want those churches in different cities all across our network to be able to say, wow, those city church, you know, students, you know, that they're now adults and that are, you know, out of college and that are working, uh, they're, you know, they're great church members. So we're thankful that that's our hope is that we, that we create that environment and create that reality when it comes to sending. That's great. Okay. So you've been leading city church for, you said 16 years, right? Well, that's, I mean, that's longer than the salt network technically has been a thing. So why don't you tell us briefly? So, I mean, how in the world does your church end up as part of our family? Uh, when does that happen? How does that happen? Give us a quick rundown. Yeah, I, I think it's been 16 years since Michigan State beat Michigan, probably too. Around that's not true. Just have it throw that in there. It's just what I heard. Paul Bunyan's trophy. It's what I heard. So just <laughs> oh really, my gosh! Did so, we win? Like, uh, uh, anyways, yeah, we won recently. So, so I digress. <laughs> So here we are, this local church in our community, multi-generate, truly multi-generational. You will see all ages and mm-hmm. with a desire to reach college students, but actually believes a local church is the best vehicle, not the only, but the best vehicle to be able to do that. Uh, so sometimes you kind of felt like uh, kind of a church without a tribe, uh, you know, not, not that we weren't working mm-hmm. with other churches and had partnerships, but uh, th- cares about things like a modern style service, but a theologically orthodox gospel-centered message and theology and you know, they just valued planting and sending and going and reaching. And and so I got a phone call from Kevin Ezell, uh, who is the president of the North American Mission Board, which the SALT Network is very much connected to. And it's a wonderful organization that plants churches across the United States and Canada. It's one of the bad things, one of the best things going in American evangelical life. And he mm-hmm. said, hey, I want you to go out to Iowa and see what's going on at Cornerstone Church in Ames, Iowa. And I was like, man, I got a lot going on. I'm not trying to be too cool for school, you know, but I, I just, I just come on. Unless I get to go take some ground balls at Field of Dreams, like I'm just not. I'm yeah, not, why I'm, leave, I'm just, why I'm, leave Florida again, to go to I Iowa? I just, it just, the timing, it just wasn't great. He's like, he goes, well, I'm going. And I, re- I just really want you to go and please. You know, and he basically talked me into it. And uh, I was like, fine, I'll go. And I took a couple staff members with me. And that was kind of the deal, you know. And so we got there. It was, you know, we just landed in Des Moines. It was cold and, you know, I drove over to Ames. And, and I'm always excited to meet new people and things like that. But I couldn't tell you. I didn't know anything. And he told me, he goes, this is the best kept secret in the American church. And I was like, wow. oh. And clearly, years later, it's not a secret anymore. Uh, but at the time, people it it didn't have much of a reach in terms of knowledge. It had a huge reach in terms of mission. But in terms of other Christians knowing about it across America that weren't affiliated with the network. 
So I walked in the salt company, I think I believe it was a Thursday night in Ames at Cornerstone Church and was just blown away. And not mm-hmm. only that, and not only that, I'm going, oh my word, this is us. Like they talk like us, they value what we value. I mean, it, it really felt like you took our church and dropped it in Ames, Iowa. And so mm-hmm. it, did, it really was encouraging me, not feeling like we weren't crazy, we weren't alone. There's other churches trying to do exactly what we're doing and that God's blessing it. So, uh, so not only did that get us exposed to the network, we did not have a college midweek at the time. Our college ministry, okay. our college ministry was very much through like groups and just things such as that. So we had like college Bible studies, things like that. So I came back and sat our college pastor down and said, or sorry, sat our youth minister down at the time, Hunter Levine, who's now our salt director. And I said, we need to start a midweek college service and you're the guy to lead it. Mm. And his eyes kind of got big and he was like, okay. And we started doing our own our own thing, but we weren't part of the network yet because we hadn't been asked to join it, didn't know what that meant. We were just like, wow, this is awesome. Why aren't we doing this in Tallahassee? You know, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So, so our relationship developed with, uh, you know, with Troy Nesbitt, with Mark Vance, uh, and uh, with uh, Jeff Dodge. And we all just started talking over the years. And uh, they the, the, the conversation was, hey, usually we plant churches but you guys value what we value. We have the same DNA. We want to get to Florida. And if you, this is before Gainesville was planted, Salt Church in Gainesville. And if we were going to come to Florida, one of the main college towns in Florida is Tallahassee. But we would plant what City Church is. So we'd rather mm-hmm. have you guys come with us and join us. And our response was, you know, we, of course, we did our due diligence. We didn't know each other too, too well at the times. So we didn't <laughs> know each other. It's not something you just jump into, yeah. obviously. After lots of meetings and our elders sat down and said, why wouldn't we be a part of this? There's nothing like this. Like, this is the greatest church planting reach and mission and vision, I think, in the United States. I really believe that. So why wouldn't we join and, and be a part, partner with something so great and a clear-cut path to send our students? And that's really how it all came about. So we, they said they asked, and we said, yes, please. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and then the relationship has started. And again, we're new. We're still learning how it all works and, you know, and still getting our feet wet with everything. But we're committed to it and, and love it and believe in it and want to be in it for generations to come. I love that. And I love that you said, like, we, when you went to Cornerstone, you went to Salt Company, you're like, oh, this is just like us. They're just like us. They talk like us. They look like us. You know, all of that. It's so great. And yeah, the truth is, is when... That's what I said. Yes. These are our people. Yeah. <laughs> when when Hunter, Amanda, the rest of the team started coming into the Salt Company room, I mean, sometimes with Salt Company staff, it's like we're you know a family on mission. We believe that. We've got some quirks. We love each other. It's a little bit of family reunion-esque. And so when they, they joined us, it was like, are they going to fit in? And you're totally right. They fit in right away. Our our staff loves them. We're Me so excited. Them. I'm glad they're not awkward or weird. No, we didn't. We did not say that. Okay, oh, Hunter is awkward and weird for sure, but we love it. <laughs> my my yeah, hope, they, my hope is they're less awkward than Michigan State trying to throw a forward pass. That's, that's oh, the hope. you're so silly. <laughs> that's well, the hope. yeah, that's all right. So you could, say, yeah, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so we we've loved and we've learned uh, so much from you guys already. We're we're better because you guys have joined, and we love uh, FSU students. Uh, I'm an Iowa fan, Dean. So please don't talk about Iowa because you obviously yeah. When know are you going to start of- landing no, punches no, on Portland no, State? No. <laughs> like, hey, like eight weeks ago they got a first down. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Yikes! The offense it's over so there. Bad. I was Dean. I was going to make this joke earlier, I, Andrew. I'm so sorry. Like you, so you flew ahead to Iowa 
to kind of feel it out, kind of do some scouting before you join the network, kind of like Michigan does for all their teams that they're playing. Yeah. We're still signed from Vance, <laughs> Mark Vance all day. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, so you guys joined the network. How's it been since? So you said you've really enjoyed being part of the network, yeah. college ministry, church planting. You guys have enjoyed it so far, right? Yeah, well, I think one has been a huge, uh, I think, just encouragement to our SALT team uh, to, to really have people that are in, in the fight with them, you know, and in the mission with them. So I think that's been a real blessing for them. Just that exposure, the camaraderie, the brother and sisterhood, the, the, all those things have been just really worth every penny of, of being a part of this. Uh, but then from there, we do have, like I said a little while ago, a clear-cut path to send people. So we've already mm-hmm. had people move to different cities, you know, as Courtney mentioned earlier, uh, to go join the works that are happening there. So that's kind of our first steps. And then uh, so after that, we're going to start organizing to to plan our first official church as a Salt Network church. Uh, so that's coming down the pipe. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, we don't have the first steps yet, but it's all what we know it's coming. And, you know, we're in the middle of this huge vision fund for our church right now. We're expanding our building and have this a lot going on. Uh, and we want, and, and part of that vision and part of what we're doing, Salt's right in the middle of that in terms of what mm. we cast to our church family. So yeah, so it's been great. And, and but really what, where I've seen the biggest fruit has been uh, just our our salt team, our salt staff, just really feeling like they're part of something. And, and that's yeah. been really and, and the enthusiasm of our students for being a part of it. Because people want to be I'm just a big believer, you can do a whole lot more together uh, than you can apart. That's why I think that's denominations right. matter. I want to be a part of networks and denominations. I have my into the Lone Ranger stuff. So our students aren't either. They want to be a part of something. So they'll be sprinting off the bus. You know, once the yes. conference happens in Des Moines, I mean, ready to go. And it's, it's a really neat thing to watch. Yeah, I've loved that your students have totally embraced the horrific, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm overstating it, but it sounds horrific drive to Iowa in the middle of winter. And I've heard like the, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, Gainesville or Tallahassee that does it, but they like coach their students on like, here's what it's like in Iowa. You're going to need to buy a coat and you have to consider the elements. And so I've appreciated so much that they've been willing to just show up, go to a place that they're like, why would you ever go to Iowa slash why would you ever go to Iowa in January? And they've just showed up. So Dean, you've actually not attended conference before. You've had, you know, had a conflict last year, but when you like hear salt staff or Florida students talk about conference, what gets them excited that gets you excited? Well, I think that, you know, they're not going to a Bible conference or just a blanket next generation conference with speakers in a band. You kind of go get pumped up. They're actually seeing other university students, state universities, private universities that are just like them in terms of the world they're in, the Christian life they're trying to live, you know, in a, in a tough context. And they're seeing them all come together and celebrate the name of Jesus and encourage one another and look at how we can go into more places across our country, you know, with the good news through church planting and through ministry. Uh, so I think that's what fires up is to see it, like to actually be a part mm-hmm. of it. There's just power in going, we're not the only ones doing this. Like we're not we're not the yeah. only local church college ministry who believes that Jesus rose from the grave. I mean, there's other out, there's other out there that others out there that believe this, and not only that, they're thrilled about being Christians. They love Jesus. They love the church. They're not embarrassed about it. You know, they, they mm-hmm. want the name of Jesus to be made known. So to me, that encouragement. They come back going, "Wow!" If this, and also the encouragement of, okay, if this is happening in Tallahassee, I would hope another school can go. Why can't this happen in said college town? That's mm-hmm. what happened to me when I was at Ames. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is happening here. Why can't? Why not Tallahassee?" Like, why can't we have a midweek gathering right now? And we're hitting over 400 students a week right now. You know, oh, my gosh. Love it. It's incredible. And it hasn't died down during the fall. It's growing every week, you know. So, but, but that all came from standing in Cornerstone Church and going, 
This is mm. fantastic. What excuse do we have not to have this happen? What are we thinking not doing this in Tallahassee? Uh, so I hope that to kind of catch what it's kind of that. I know it's kind of overused cliche, but catch the vision. You know, it really does allows you to catch it. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite thing about it personally is I love a good narrative buster. I don't know that's just my snarky side. Uh, but <laughs> all you ever hear about is like young people are leaving the church in droves and they're all, the church isn't reached the next generation. Then you walk in the arena at Des Moines and you're like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Well, how about that Twitter? You know, like, 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 give me an article about this, you know, kind of thing. Like it's actually happening. The next generation is being reached and they are excited Mm. about Jesus in the church. And so I think that's my favorite thing about it is it's a narrative buster to what everyone tries to tell you uh, that we're we're losing a generation. It's like, ah, not really. We're, 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 we know the urgency of reaching the next generation. So we're going full speed ahead and we're seeing peers reach peers through, through the salt network all across the country. That's right. It, man, it's an incredible room to be in. It, and it was fun seeing some Seminoles there last year. I'm looking forward to seeing them back uh, in 2024. So Dina, so obviously you're going to be speaking at the conference. We're yeah. looking forward to hearing you preach. Tell us a little bit. We did this with Icky and Rob. Why don't you tell us, what are you looking forward to in 2024 conference? Like as you prep to preach, as you're praying for the students who are coming, especially when it comes to your message, Give us a little sneak peek, man. What are you What are you praying for through your message? Yeah, well, I'm really honored to have been asked. Truly, it meant a lot to me to be asked. I'm really excited about it. I don't have a I don't have as cool a name as Icky, and I'm not as jacked as Rob, but uh, but I'm gonna <laughs> but I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do my best. And what I want to do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna be preaching for Ephesians three, and, and I really just want to uphold the entire gospel story that's echoed throughout the scriptures from Genesis to mm-hmm. Revelation uh, to the entire Salt Network, and to say this is what we base our faith on. This is what matters. Uh, let us be gospel convinced people. Um, and my hope is that from the sermon that we will see that the what makes our message that we've received by grace so powerful is if I went and preached in a third world country tomorrow or out in the middle of a tribe somewhere, yeah, I'd change the illustrations and I, you know, and the and kind of analogies, but the message wouldn't have to change an inch mm. because. It is the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ that's been promised to the prophets and the law and has been made known to us through the coming death, resurrection, ascension, and one day coming again in Jesus Christ. It's for every tribe, tongue, and nation. And I hope that we'll have tremendous confidence in that. It's so easy and trendy to go, well, it's just, you know, American gospel. And what about, it's just a Western. It's like, no, no, no. This is a gospel for all people. This is a gospel that existed long before America was even an idea, long before our college mm-hmm. campuses were even formed or thought of. And, uh, and we can get a chance to lift that up in front of everybody and say, this, this is where we place our hope. We're not a hobby. We're, we're, it's about Jesus. And I'm pumped about it. Yeah, I, I love that, Icky. I was recently at a conference and they were talking about like there's the fear and anxiety that exists inside of our culture right now and how um, so many things are shifting and what can you trust? And um, we can lay our foundation on Jesus. We can trust him. We can look to the scripture. We can look to God's words and, and, and know that that's where we lay our foundation and we don't need to be um, afraid by culture, but we can be confident, confident that the gospel is true and it's going to continue to reach more and more lost people. And it's going to continue to transform our culture and it's, it's not going away. And and it's it had stayed the same. And so, um, yeah, really excited to hear from you and the others on Ephesians 2 and 3. I mean, those are just such important passages in our Bible that we need to to know and um, commit to, to memory. That's great. So, a, oh, sorry. So, Dean, no, I was just no, going go. <laughs> to say, so maybe there's some Florida students who haven't signed up yet. You know, they're thinking about how warm it is in Florida, how cold it's going to be in Iowa, or other students at other states that haven't signed up for a conference yet. Man, what would you say to them? 
like uh, for why they should sign up, like last minute, hey, you should come to this conference because blank. Uh, because you might meet your future wife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that your story? Is that how you no, met your wife? No. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, I because I, oh, why miss the opportunity to be a part of what could be the most encouraging three days for you of the entire year? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that can really catapult you into serious yes. ministry the rest of the semester. Because uh, yep. again, because it's so easy to go, you need this, you need this for your own personal walk. And yes, all those things are true, but the scripture is written to a people. It's corporate. You know, so what's going to happen there is going to encourage you and equip you and align you even more with your fellow classmates and brothers and sisters and church members to go do this thing together. So I would say not only do you need it, but it needs you. And by it, I mean the mm. ministry you're a part of. It needs you, you know, because yes. you're a part of this church family. And yeah, all our church families are coming together as one network, but your your Columbus church family, you know, and your Greeley, Colorado church family and your family in Tallahassee needs you to go be a part of this. And yes. because they don't want you to miss out and be equipped to come take this mission back. When everybody's coming back from conference, all fired up, ready to go, and you're going to have FOMA, why do that to yourself? You know, so <laughs> come, come be a part of it. See, there's a responsibility uh, to go and be a part of it and not miss out on, on a significant event uh, for your church family for this year. I love that. Students, maybe go ahead and click back a little bit. Listen to that one more time. If you've not signed up, remind yourself why you need to be there. And Zach, honestly, I'm glad you asked that question because I was going to do a really hard pivot. So your transition was much better than mine. So one of the biggest questions I've gotten about Dean since we promoted that he's going to be um, one of our conference speakers was related to his Starbucks uh usage or or participation or oh, buying yes. or whatever you want to call it. And I just, I, we cannot end problem. this podcast. You could call it a problem. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to call it, but we cannot end this podcast without answering the questions of the students. So if you miss it, Dean's, uh, when we announced that he's going to be speaking at conference, one of his things said, one of his favorites is going to Starbucks. And he said, oftentimes I go twice a day, including Christmas. And one of my discipleship girls asked me like, did you consider how much money that was? I was like, no, I didn't. She's like, well, I did the math and it might scare you. So Dean, what's your order at Starbucks? What are you doing there so often? Give us, <laughs> well, give us the tea. Well, Courtney, let me tell you, you just can't hide money. You just can't. No, <laughs> so, no, so what happens is uh, I developed relationships. This is going to sound so super spiritual, but I developed a lot of relationships. I've done some of their weddings, the baristas, uh, they've come to my Amazing. house for Thanksgiving, the bit baptized. I mean, just all kind of neat stuff like that. So what happens is, so I'll go in the morning, first thing. I have all my meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm not very officey. You know, I like being out in the community and just out and about. And so I have, a, I have three different Starbucks I bounce around to. And I know all of them at all, throughout the day. So I, got, I get one in the morning, and then I get free refills the rest of the day, mm-hmm. no, matter, no matter which one I go to. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm not spending anywhere near the money that would seem like I'm spending. Okay. But, yeah, that... so, I, so because of my relationships, they let me just do it. So I, I pay for it in the morning because you're allowed to get free refills if you're in the store. You scan your app on tea, and I get ice cream, Trenta ice cream tea with no water and light ice. There so, it is. That's... So, so let's say I so I'll go in the morning, then I'll leave for a couple hours, go do whatever. If I'm driving back by Starbucks, I stop, run in, get a refill. That happens minimum twice a day, and sometimes four or five. So it's just my thing. Goodness my place. gracious. Now, Dean, if you go in there and somebody's sitting, you got a seat that you sit in every time somebody's sitting in your seat. Do you get frustrated? Are you that kind of guy or what? I'll probably call corporate. 
No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> I, I, I definitely have seats for sure. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. stare them down a little bit, you know, clear my throat a few times, accidentally, <laughs> accidentally spill on them, you know, things like that. Oh, man, that's awesome. Dude, we're so okay. excited to have you at, at I conference. I can't wait. I'm pumped for it. Can't wait. Man, man, looking forward to, of course, you bringing the word, being in that room, worshiping with the students. Certainly, guys, if you haven't signed up, do it. It's going to be an incredible time. And Courtney, do we got anything else or should we, uh, should we end this bad boy? Let's end it. Okay. If you're, uh, if you're looking forward to conference and looking forward to eat, drinking Starbucks while you're at conference and, and looking forward to Dean taking some shots at your football team, because it's not as good as his. You are in good company. Thanks so much for being with us. We Coming will see in hot. you. Coming in hot. <laughs> we will see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.